When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. Let's welcome back in uh, my good friend from a year ago, because I haven't talked to him for a year, Coach Carrick. He's from uh, coaching at St. Ignatius in the city of Chicago. And he's also a lacrosse coach, state champion, too, I believe. Correct. Two-time. Two-time. Did you guys win it this year, too? We did. Now, you don't coach lacrosse at St. Ignatius, though, right? No, I'm at Loyola. Hmm. Is that a rival Actually, between them? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I was gonna say I know. I realized you're wearing your York stuff. I don't know <laughs> if your kids actually watch you. If you get uh, any grief for being the two sport coach? Oh, I do. I was the three sport coach. So last this the COVID year, I coached football at Addison, boys basketball at Nequa, girls track at Nequa. And then the school year, I coached football at Addison, basketball at Nequa, baseball at York. Oh, three different schools. Because the the track at Nequa, basketball 
is different in the suburbs because where I'm from in central Illinois, you're done with basketball about February. Uh, up here, you're done in like March. Like it, it's, you know, and so it was going to, or the first track meet was like the second week in February. And so I wasn't going to be around for it. So sh- they were like, oh, you can't do both. You got to pick basketball or track. And I said basketball. I'm not going to, you know. Track's not a real sport. I was a thrower's coach. And I'm like, oh, you know, whatever. And then York needed a baseball coach. And so I was like, I've always wanted to coach baseball. I played it. I always wanted to coach it. So they were, again, we were just talking before we recorded. It's desperate to find coaches. Coach Kalau, he's the head baseball coach. He couldn't find coaches. So he was like, hey, you are a coach. I've been coaching for 13 years. He goes, I'll teach you the basics of it. You'll figure out the rest. So he's like, I need a, a freshman B baseball coach. And I said, cool. And, but yeah, three different schools. So I will get grief. Now my baseball kids watch this. So they'll see this or listen and be like, oh, that's cool. The other kids watch. They don't like York. So there's that little, yeah. Oh, I I get that. That's a full closet full of uh, coaching swag as well. Oh, I hear about it all the time. I I have the issue where it's similar school colors, so I always have to double check in the morning to make sure I'm grabbing like the right pair of shorts and the right hat to not show up in the other gotcha. school stuff. Yeah, see, I didn't have that. See, so my closet for the for this year was Addison is like navy and white, navy and gray or whatever. Nequa is gold and blue, and then that York's green. So it was just this mixture, and so it came to the point where I couldn't hang it up in the closet anymore. You just fold it. And put it somewhere. But now that I have a basketball. My coaching coaching stuff has its own area of my closet. Oh, yeah. It's like coaching stuff, everything else. So it's all right here. But now I got a basketball job at Addison. So now we can eliminate one of them. And Elmhurst and York are right by each other. It's like eight-minute drive. So it doesn't matter. But, yeah, so I feel your pain. But. Eh. I used to be at both at the same school, so at least it was by choice. Yeah, see, I go where the money is. We don't coach for money, but at the same time, I'm over being doing it for free. So it was, um, oh, you're going to pay me to do this? Yep, going for it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I One year I made the mistake of tracking my hours to try to do like the hourly, and never again will I do that. No, it's depressing. You don't want to see that. It was awful. Especially all the time, like, you know, watching film and, like, printing stuff up and doing scheme stuff. You're like, oh, those hours count, too. Mm-hmm. It's mm. not It's not just the two hours you're at practice. It's, well, you, no. you talk for a half hour afterwards doing film. You go home. You're doing this. Well, that's the part my wife doesn't understand. Yep. She's like, we've been together forever, right? And she's still like... You said practice ended at seven. I was like, yeah, but that usually means I'm not walking out the door till like eight. Yes. 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 The same thing. I thought practice was over at six until you'd be home at like 630. I was like, no, we're on the field. We're done at six. Then you got to put everything away. Then you have to make sure the kids go home. Then you're in there talking about practice. You're talking about what you're going to do tomorrow. And then now it's seven or whatever. And then, but then you get home. Why do you have your computer open? Well, now I got to watch the, the the practice. Now I got to do this. Never ends. And I could be doing more time. That's the hard part. Well, when I work at a school district, anytime I have, I, and 
sit in the back and just do what I need to do. No, I mean, I worked the whole time. The whole time. Whatever. Hey, it's considered schoolwork in my opinion. Um, it's true. Hey, you know what? I don't clock out at 3 o'clock. I'm continuing to... Hey, I don't have my summer off. Some of these teachers that don't coach, they have all this whole June off. I haven't stopped. I don't stop. Yeah, I mean, between... you know, I So the state title game was on a Saturday, and then we started camp that Monday. And so there was literally no break between the two sports. Like football camp, or do you do anything for lacrosse yeah. in the summer? Is lacrosse in the summer? So I, I, I used to do a separate like summer season. You know, that was another paycheck. But uh, no, now because Illinois has twenty five days over the summer, that's a full mm-hmm. summer. So as soon as lacrosse, the high school season ends, our football season starts. Camp starts. Camp. If the if the IHSA is listening. <laughs> They don't care. Now that would require them to do something. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I haven't talked to you since the COVID year because I think we were literally getting done with COVID year. And I don't know about you guys. For me, I don't remember. You may not remember. I don't even remember. Track ended on uh, like a Thursday or Friday for me, and I was like, okay. Well, then that Monday was like June seventh or something. It's still ingrained in my mind because it was like, okay, football starts. I said, what? Yeah, and then June 8th, basketball starts. And I was coaching at a different high school still. I was still coaching at Nequa. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like I got done with track. I had no girls going to state. I got my sectional meet done. No throwers were going to state. And I was like, oh, I can have like a week off or so. And then we were in June. He goes, nope, football's on Monday. You got to show up. And it was like camp. And then basketball, you start camp. And then Nequa basketball, you'll play 60 to 90 games in June. They'll schedule that many basketball games. Oh. And so for me, it was like non, like I, I think this June is bad. Last June, after going through the COVID shit, it was bad. I don't, I'll never forget going to basketball football camp, and I was talking basketball stuff. I was like, okay, now you gotta go set a pick, and they're like, what? And I was like, oh wait a minute, never mind. No, that's something else. If I'm remembering right, we may have talked in the middle of the COVID season. Because I think I remember us both being 0-3. Oh, maybe it was during football. Maybe it was. Yeah. I I think that sounds familiar. We may have just been going back and forth on Twitter. Maybe, because that's my other problem is I'll reach out to people and then I forget I even... Like, I'll forget driving home. That's my big problem. Oh, I'm the worst. It took us like two times of interacting, three times of interacting. And this morning, I was like, shoot, like... I completely spaced out with everything else going on. No, you told me what was going on. It makes sense. It's the people that are just like, or, or I, or, here's what happens though. When that happens, I think I've said something on my podcast because I do it by myself to piss people off. You know what I mean? Cause I'm slowly getting to the point where I'm starting to air more grievances and more opinions and I piss people off. And I'm at a point to where it's like, well, if I piss you off though, have a conversation with me, talk about why I made you mad. You can correct me or make me think differently, and then we'll be friends again. I don't want to piss people off to like get to that spot. Your really strong opinions about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or that. Oh wait a minute, hold on. Here's my cool ticker. There we go. Oh wow! Yeah, there you go. Damn. 
There you go. I feel I feel official now. It's so official. It's just going to do that over and over again. And I had to make. I'm going to sit here. And read I'm going to read it the whole time. Every time it scrolls. I had to make it orange and blue because of Illinois. So there you go. It could be a, a good year for Illinois. Not to jump, but oh, I think so. We're just, looking at Big Ten football. Yeah, uh, the only one that'll be disappointing is Nebraska. I think Nebraska's terrible, but it's just my opinion. Well, maybe uh, Brett will put it together. But yeah, Illinois. I actually got to talk to Coach Miller, the old line coach there. That was one of my last people I've gotten to talk to. I talked to him, was it during basketball season or right when I got done? I just tagged him on Twitter. I said, hey, I want to ask you, you want to come on. He sent me a message. He was like, yeah, let's do it. So from talking to him and then watching their spring game with some of the guys they have transferred in, it looks better. Um, no offense to the old OC, but bringing in UTSA's OC helps watching what they want to do. And uh, DeVito, the quarterback that transferred in from Syracuse, People bashed him a lot, and I said, hey, he's not going to come in and be a Heisman Trophy winner, but he's going to come in and at least be better than what Illinois had. Brandon Peters can't hit a barn if he threw the ball right at it. Statowski. Uh, don't, don't, don't dog my boy. Actually, the I didn't really mind Peters at all. It was to, when he got hurt and we had to put Statowski in, the guy that can't hit a three-yard hitch, at least Peters could hit a three-yard hitch. Tatowski couldn't like hit anything. He overthrew a guy by like two feet. And then I will never forget this. And I sorry to keep interrupting you. It was like third and eight or fourth and eight. And he threw it to the three yard route. I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, that's the coach thing though, right? You're like, we need eight. Why are you throwing it three? Like, just don't be dumb. No, I didn't mind Peters. It was just, I think him getting hurt all the time just really messed with him like coming into he, last year i was fine but he just kept getting hurt i really liked him at michigan he showed promise he got demolished against wisconsin and i want to say he may have been concussed um but then was never quite the same after that for us and then he transferred and i didn't quite follow his career uh at illinois as closely was that the all or nothing show when they did at Michigan? Was that when he was there or was that somebody else? That, um, that was why am I blanking Wilton Spate and John O'Corn? Mm, that's that, right. that may have been the year before. Yes. I th- Peter's was either a freshman or he came in after. That, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm getting old. I'm getting my Michigan quarterback lineage messed up. Um, Not that we've had many great ones, but recently. But I mean, you had one this year. Cade was nice. Uh, I hope he continues to be nice. I hope they figure out it with JJ McCarthy, uh, product of the Chicago Catholic League, to uh, make that work. Um, I think you guys will. I think uh, Jim Harbaugh kind of taking a step back from from the outside looking in, just kind of letting the offensive guy do his thing. 
I think that really opened up Jim Harbaugh to be the CEO and allowed them to do their thing. And um, I think we were all Michigan fans that day when they played Ohio State because I hate Ohio State so much. Every, everyone does. Like, I was so happy. I was at basketball, and we had a basketball practice that morning, so I missed the beginning of it. A part of me wanted to be like, why do we have basketball practice right now? Don't you know what's happening right now? It was 11 a.m., and I'm like, don't you know who's playing right now? And so I, I was the guy checking my phone. I just kept going because we had a kid that's a big Ohio State fan on the team, so I just kept looking. I was like, hey, guess what's happening? Hey, guess what's happening? I was being a jerk. I was like, hey, guess what's happening? Oh, I, I have so many players that are Ohio State fans because they've only known Ohio State as what they are now. Right. And yeah, that one felt really good. Um, yeah, they're poised to have another big year. I think Michigan will be poised to battle for Ohio State for that. Well, we replaced both coordinators, uh, so that's tough. But the talent is there. I, th- I think the hires were good, too. But uh, we'll see how it all comes together. And our non-conference schedule is awful. Awful in the sense that we don't play anyone with a pulse. I think it's like Hawaii, Colorado State, and whichever directional max school they pit us against. Yeah, but that's confidence that gets built when you play those teams. Well, assuming we win them. Oh, it's UConn. Sorry, we don't have the max school. Oh, well. Is that really a football? UConn almost beat us last time. Who, Illinois? Uh, When did we play you guys? The COVID year? Or was that before? It wasn't last year, was it? I don't think so. I don't know about with you, but with COVID, everything both seems like my sense of time is completely off. Yeah, because the COVID year, uh, Michigan did not do what they killed Minnesota and then just kind of struggled from there. But they only played like five games. Yeah, because we ducked Michigan uh, or we ducked Ohio State. That's right. Though we beat now that I'm looking it up, we beat Rutgers in three triple overtime. As the God, that season was awful. The last time Illinois played Michigan football was in 2019. Yeah, ended the way it should have. 42 to 25, Michigan. But that's what we had. We had Lovey Smith. So does it count? Does it really count? Okay, and we've got you guys back on the schedule. Oh, that's – we have Illinois uh, the week before Ohio State this year, so that'll be interesting. Oh, we have to play Michigan this year? It's all right. That's okay. I feel more confident this year than last year. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, Illinois opens up with Wyoming, so hopefully – um, then we were supposed to play somebody, then they got switched to Indiana. Can't remember who we were supposed to play. We were supposed to play a Big Ten team, but it got switched. Then we got to play Chattanooga. Virginia again. 
Uh, oh, I I just looked it up. I was worried your Wyoming game was going to be in Laramie. Um, I, w I was weirdly working in Wyoming during a football season. Uh, playing at Wyoming is really hard. That's the highest, the uh, FBS stadium at the highest elevation in the country. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. I'm very proud of that. It's interesting. No, the, thank God's at Illinois. Yeah, the first time I was out there, I like went for a run when I was in decent shape. And I think I made it like four blocks before I had to lay on the sidewalk because I wasn't used to running at altitude. I do that with no altitude. It's fine. Fair. But that's a tough game. That's why you always see teams struggle at Wyoming early until usually, you know, depth and everything else comes back into play. Well, coach, our line coach, Coach Miller at Illinois, he coached at Wyoming before he came to Illinois, I think. Okay. Uh, but no, uh, Illinois, I think, will be a bowl game this year. Just watching their spring game, who they've got. Um, Coach Walters, defense coordinator. If they didn't give an extension, he was gone. Like how well Illinois' defense improved since UTSA and Virginia when we gave up like 40 points both those games. Uh, but the big quarterback play is going to be huge. But we have to re replace linemen. But they've got a couple of transfers in from junior colleges, and one of them – his last name's Chrysler, I think. I think he came into Illinois when he transferred in here this year um, in the winter or the in the spring. I think he was like 400 pounds. And now they've trimmed him down to like 340 or something. Or something yeah, like that. I mean, you just had a bunch of bad weight on him. That's, I guess that makes sense. Like he's going to be the left tackle or right tackle or something. So it's like huge. Um, yeah. But we're ranked second to last or third to last in the Big Ten coming in. They came out with that, and that's fine. It's whatever. Like, if you get solid footing and make a bowl game, like, that's probably great. I think we're above, we're either above Rutgers or Northwestern. It was something like that. I mean, Northwestern had a rough year. But, uh... Speaking of linemen, we didn't. Uh, we actually have like a four-star recruit that every coach in the country has like been in to see. Uh, and I think your uh, your line I were like his second offer. They were in early. Really. Mm-hmm. Doesn't surprise Actually, me. I don't know. The, I don't know the rules. Am I allowed to talk about this? Getting recruit. I mean. It'd be no different than him put the kid posting on Twitter like, "Hey, I've talked to so and so," and I like it's no different. Yeah, but uh, he's you? a defensive lineman. As as a sophomore, he was six five three fifteen. Wow. And can move. And you guys run the flex bone with that kid? How dare you? He's primarily <laughs> defense, but. Uh, I think his his freshman year he played uh, B back like our fullback, and trying to watch 
Catholic League freshman try to tackle him was entertaining. Yeah, you're the tech guy. So you're the... I tried OBS stuff one time, and it's just too much for me. It's just... It's a lot. It's a lot even for me when you, like, Google it, and, like, you're like, I know it can do this, and I know it can do almost anything, but you have to, you know, like, go through the forum posts to figure out, like, you know, the one person that knows how to do it. I tried that when me and my friend do the Marvel thing. I tried to figure out, like, because he had a he had that um the 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 snow microphone or whatever whatever that is yeah and for some reason it won't work on the stream yard so we can never mm. do it on this so i always did zoom and zoom is fine but then i have to edit it a little more like i like this one where i have my background and stuff so like it's whatever and so i tried one time like hey what if i just do because the Zoom recording's all weird, so I was like, what if I just do OBS? And so I tried it, and I tried to do this, and it was just a lot of putting in things and making sure it's... It, and then, like, it might work with the Apple computer, but the HP, like, sometimes the Zoom wasn't... I don't know. I wasn't doing it right. And, like, you're right. I got to Google. I got to watch YouTube videos. And I'm like, this is too much. Yeah. Because I watch you, and I watch Mackie when he does his Madden thing. And I'm like, how do you guys have this all set up so beautiful? You you do it all in the beginning, right? It's all the prep work that goes into it. It's not, I think, probably the StreamYard and a lot of other things. It's just like you can pick it up and do it because um, it's already configured for you kind of thing. Well, StreamYard, like, I didn't do it this time because I, just in case I have to edit it, but, like, you can click a video as your intro. It'll kick us off, mute us, does the intro, and sends us right back in. Wow. So, like, when you do live, so, like, if you're doing a show live, it just automatically does that so that's why this is this is coach steve friendly so i can just click on things and do that lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details i've been kicking around there's content i want to make and like interviews i want to do um that I'm hoping I can do this summer. People email me all the time. They're like, hey, can you do like do this? Or like, do you have answers about that? I was like, I, I don't have the time. Even like, they're like, hey, like we'd love more Air Force content. And I was like, I barely have enough time to do like one of the service academies. Um, and then I always tell myself I'll have more time in the off season. And we both know that's always a lie. Yeah, it's a complete lie because... Like I said, the first time I reached out to you was probably during my off break between basketball and baseball. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, everybody has the same amount of time as I do. They can hop on and we can talk. Well, obviously not. Uh, then like um, Coach Hines, he said he w- he'll come back on. So I sent him a text today. And I'm like, hey, you want to come back on? He hasn't answered. But like next week, I'm going to tell him, hey, I can only do Tuesday night <laughs> and all day Friday. Like that's the only time I have. It's, uh, I have learned I, it's, it's a lot easier to do someone else's show than to produce your own. Yes. Yes. And I am unfortunately the guy that nobody wants on 
so I have to do all my own. That's not true. I'm I'm just not well established like you guys. You guys are all big time. I don't have. I don't know. I'm not big you'll, time. You're, you'll get there. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner because my podcast is all over the place it's let's talk football with coaches well i'm going to come on here and tell you about college football that's why this is the joe rogan we said this before i said this before it's like the joe rogan style type where i'm going to do everything i don't care i really don't yeah people tune in to what they like well i was going to say though like for you on your flex bone like to do all the plays that takes a long time yeah I started out when I had a job I didn't really like, so I was spending a lot of my work hours putting those together. Gotcha. Um, that is harder now, but uh, yeah, it's fun using the different technology. Like, I, I don't want to uh, get in on your, you know, interviews or podcasting. Um, as fun as that is, like, I like talking to people, but yeah, there is kind of that tech part I enjoy too, mm-hmm. of, like producing it. So. I might try to do a few more interviews. I know I actually, uh, God, I don't know if he listens, but um, our starting varsity quarterback is someone I actually want to sit down with Mm -hmm. just to be like, hey, now we're just doing an interview. I'm not your coach. We can just talk for like an hour. So we'll we'll see if I'm going to make it happen. And if it's bad, I just won't release it. (laughs) Or I don't get a lot of views, but I still do it. And my hope is just one day it takes off. That's why I just keep doing it. But I also enjoy it. So you can release it and then be like, oh, I got one view. Okay, I'm not going to do it again. Yeah, which will practice. Yeah, which won't happen because you have a somewhat established YouTube channel. So I don't think that would happen. Um, but believe it or not, and I got to be careful how I phrase this just in case. Uh, uh, so I'll just say his name's Coach Grayson. He knows. If he listens, he's going to know. He was coaching at Bolingbroke. We were talking about he was a he was a linebacker coach at Bolingbroke High School. Well, then last year, one day I'm just throwing through Twitter in the summer and I look, and I'm like, wait a minute, he posted something. I'm like, is he not at Bolingbroke anymore? Where is he? And I clicked on it. Oh, he's coaching at Morton and Cicero. I was like, oh, wait a minute, that's in our conference. Oh, I'm gonna have to coach against him. That's cool. And so now I have to be careful, like, if I post anything about anything about what we do, so he because he might see it. And I'm not going to be mad at him if he sees it. I'm like, I, I would do the same thing. but So i got to be careful about what I say. I, I Maybe I just have the arrogance enough that it's like, I, if people listen to what I say or videos, right? It's like, 
I still think I can beat you. Just because you know what I'm doing doesn't mean you can stop it. Well, because you're going to be very proud of me, kind of, maybe. Who knows? Um, but anyway, like in the off season, we really sat down as an offense and we said, we've got to change something. We've got to be different. We got to do something. We are just your typical lineup and shotgun. Um, cause I think when we talked last time, I told you our tight end, who was like six, four, 200 pounds towards ACL. And oh, yeah. he was going to be our guy, like go online, put his hand in the dirt and do all that. Now he's coming back. We got him back. You know, he's all good now. He'll be a senior, but we had to be different. So I actually had to look at option stuff and I had to look at different things. So I had to break the spread code and start to look at certain motions and go out of wings and do this. So if he is listening, we are going to shake it up. So I so I had to break the code. Um, and I actually think the the D coordinator from Fenwick left to go to Bolingbroke. Okay. I think. Yeah, it was. It was weird when I saw him. So now, like when we he came to our field, and I told him before the game, like take it easy on us, and they won by like forty or something. We had like six. We had like four kids get knocked out of that game. Our backup quarterback broke his collarbone, and our tight end hurt his ankle, and uh, so I went up to him after the game, and the first thing I said to him was, "I said to take it easy on us. What are you doing?" But and all, but I will say this. Class act. After I said that, he goes, "Hey, man, I'm sorry." He goes, "But, but, how are the kids?" Like he immediately was like, "How are the kids?" I got hurt. Like he didn't even care. But there was just one day I posted something about offense, and he put a gif of like taking notes, like he's watching, and I'm like, "God dang it, I can't post nothing." Yo, you'll be fine. He's just doing it to push the buttons, but like he's just like, "I'm taking notes." Uh, do you guys do summer camp against uh, or do any either seven ons or like full on camp with any other programs uh, in the summer? Um, last summer, we did a joint practice. We did two of them. Um, the first one, nobody had their helmets back yet from mm. sending them in. So they brought their team over. And we just did us. They did a couple drills with the. The skill guys did drills, and then the linemen, we took them to our practice field, and we did a couple of things. Yeah, so we did. And then the second joint practice, we were in helmets and shoulder pads at that point. Uh, but, yeah, we did. And then we're going to do at least one this year, like a joint practice with the same team. And I think we're only going to one seven-on-seven, I think. We really don't go. It's no point. Seven ons aren't uh, aren't really our thing uh, either. I think we might do one or two, but we do the last like three days of camp. We go up to Saint Norbert in Wisconsin with uh, Saint Vider. Okay. Which uh, previously was, uh, I'll say, innocent for lack of not being able to think of a better word, because uh, we used to not play them. And now they're on our schedule. Okay. So we went last year, and it was the first time that we knew we were going to meet in the season. Uh, we came out on top of the season meeting, and now we're doing it again this summer. So I'm curious on how that's uh, going to shake out. 
That's interesting that he kept that, that it's being kept. Not to get you in trouble, but like I'd be like, okay, we're playing each other now. We need to. I, they're great. Uh, if anyone from St. Vider is listening, right? Like their head coach is great. Uh, I think he's a, he had originally set it up. He's a St. Norbert alum. Hmm. Um, and I think we just said like, Hey, if you're cool with it, we're cool with it. Uh, you know, maybe we, you know, reevaluate next year, but, uh, it, it's interesting to, to get that experience of an opponent in the preseason, um, just to kind of get like an idea of where you're at. Right. Well, we, we, we talk about competition. That's probably real good competition. Knowing you're going to play them again, like set that standard of like, Hey, if they kicked your ass or we kicked their ass, like, but Hey, like we're going to play them again. Yeah. That's the, it'll, it'll be interesting. I think. Yeah. We, we, one school we did it with was Lake Park, which is like right by Addison. Mm-hmm. Um, the kids grow up in the same towns, you know, and then half go to Lake Park, the other half go to Addison. But at least they were cool. Like the coaches were fine, the kids were fine. Um, the second one we did was with Matia Valley, which is here in Aurora, right down the street. And. The coach there, when he was way younger, coached at Addison. So there was like this little connection. Um, I liked joint practices when it's helmets and shoulder pads. The one where we didn't have helmets and shoulder pads, it was more like we did competition. So like you threw a 20-pound weighted ball and whoever throws it the farthest. You did tire flip. And we did pass protection stuff like, you know, one-on-one. But it is what it is. We had the helmets and shoulder pads on, though. It was like team versus team. And you can't call it a scrimmage, but you just call it like, oh, we're doing inside run with some wide receivers and see what happens. Yeah. I, I think you hit the nail on the head, right? Like you need to have a, the other coaching staff needs to be uh, yeah, of, of the same mindset on mm-hmm. what it is and how it should be done. Well, we're, we were lucky. Like, like our head coach – he he's coached at Addison since 2012 or 13, so he's been an assistant. He got the job in January of 2020, I think, is when he was officially hired. So he's still a young head coach. Like we had to go through the COVID year, and then last year was like we still didn't have a true off season because that was the other thing in the summer. We still had to wear masks for most of June and all this stuff. Yep. And so this is like a true off season, but luckily, so that was his first joint practice because before they never did it. So what was actually really nice was the Lake Park coaches have done a joint practice before. So when they came in, they gave ideas. When they, as soon as they got there, like this is what we have done, and Matia the same thing. Like they, like Matia, when we went there, we went there. He was like, "Hey, we've got it set up. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We've done this before. We'll show you." Like so, it was really cool of like coaches being like, "Hey, we've done joint practices before. This is how we've done things," and all the coaches there were not over like over coaching you know like you're coaching but they weren't like kick their ass or do this it was helping each other out or like giving our kids props or like help like so it was pretty cool and i've seen some joint practices though where it doesn't go that way like it gets too personal or it gets too competitive but like you said like to have coaches around that have done it before so now we're going to do it again with the with the same one of the same schools 
Um, we won't do the Lake Park one. They got a new head coach, so we didn't know how that was going to work. Uh, Matia has the exact same head coach. Um, they were talking about West Chicago. Uh, our, the guy told you he went to West Chicago. We might. Mm-hmm. They want to do a joint practice now. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, we're uh, two weeks in now. I'm like just trying to do math while my light is glaring me in the eye. Um, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for the season for sure. We have a really good senior group. Um, you guys made a run in the playoffs this year, didn't you? Uh, our first playoff win in school history. Oh. IHSA playoff win. Yeah. Not the Catholic stuff back in the day. Yeah, not the not the prep bowl. Back in the day, it's still going on. Uh, but that's uh, that was a big deal. Uh, we had a big upset win over Mount Carmel. Oh, that's right. Uh, I was trying to keep up. Like, guys I have on the podcast, I try to keep up if I can. That's right. I forgot. Which people will always – I'll always remember that Mount Carmel win, too. Uh, the better win of the season was the week before at Marmion, um, also in your neck of the woods. Uh coming back from down 16 in the fourth quarter. Um, I've never been a part of anything like it. That's awesome. Because, not to piggyback off, or your guys' basketball team had a, a one state this year too, right? Uh, they came in sa- second, third? Because they just came to a shootout at Addison last week. St. Ignatius was there. And I saw the state shirt, and I was, I was trying to remember what they did. I couldn't remember. I think they lost to Sacred Heart Griffin. Sounds about right. I forget if it was in the state title game or in the semis. <clears throat> they I want to say least, it was the semis. I, I was going to say, at least, I think they made the final four, at least. I think they were. Yeah. So it's just been a good sports year for football and basketball. But football, especially, I remember you guys were good this year. We uh, we did a lot of things that were fairly good. Uh, we... We had some things break our way. We had some guys break out. We made a quarterback change that really benefited us. Um, one game away from a, an undefeated regular season. So we'll be looking for revenge this year. Um, quarterback change, you guys don't throw it. Why, why would you need? Well, they still have to run it <laughs> and make good decisions. Nope, that's what... Uh... I ran the option before, but like I have to figure out how I want to do it out of spread and all that stuff. So, uh, don't worry. I've been watching all your guys. I try to watch people's stuff. I'm stealing, trying to figure it out. I get people that message me and email me all the time with like either ideas and concepts or like questions or just like, Hey, I just picked up a team or like, you know, started coaching a middle school team and I want to run the flex bone, but don't know where to start. <laughs> so there, and there's a lot of like spread and pistol things out there. That's more what I was looking at was pistol. I can't, convince myself to go back under center i'm not to that point yet and i may never get to that point. give it time uh yeah yeah whatever um i haven't got to that point yet i'm i i personally love pistol option stuff i really do as much as i love spread 
and running the ball from spread. And I love pistol stuff. So this offseason, I was, of course, researching my zone stuff, uh, dabbling into try to do wide zone and all that stuff. But I really want to look into, I was looking more into option and wham. Instead of running traditional trap, I want to run wham. That's the other thing. I actually, I th- like last week, I think I came across like a Chris Alt, uh, like 2000, early, 2000s, early 2010s, like Nevada playbook. Like would have oh. been like the Colin Kaepernick yeah. era. I think yeah. that's like right what you're talking about. That's the type of stuff I wanted to look at. Like we have to be stupid simple. Like I, I'm a stupid simple person with the kids we have. We have to be even more stupid simple and we have to be different. So I don't care who listens. We have to be different. So there'll be some tweaks hopefully made. Uh, but don't worry. I'm coming back around. See, this is what happened. I coached in a power eye option. I played in it. I coached it. And then when I went to Charleston, we were a pro-style eye formation, sometimes shotgun with two running backs, tight ends. And then I kept researching spread, and I was like, nope, this is what I want to do. So it's like forbidden fruit. When I, I came back around, I'm like, nope, I want to be four wide. I want to be this. And that's what I like. Glenbardis 2018, we went 9-0 doing that. We had three formations, and that was it. Trips, two by two, five. That was it. We didn't, whatever. But we did it to run the ball, so that came me back around to running the football. Then I go to Addison, and it was more of the same of, like, we're going to run the football, but we still want to throw it. And then this year it's going to be, I have to be very creative and how I'm going to run the football and get other guys the football. That was the big thing. Like, how do we keep kids out for football and get them the football without putting them in the backfield and tell them to run downhill? So I have to come up with those unique ways out of spread. So we're slowly getting closer. <laughs> like, it's coming back in. Like, we're going to add wings. We're going to add this. So it's. I think you and I might have talked about it before. Like, football is making a full circle of, like, coming back to buck sweep option stuff. And that's what's happening. Because well, every defense has gone you know nickel four two five mm-hmm. right so as the defense is spread out to fix it all right now we're going to pack everyone back in because you're spread out it's we, it's the cat and mouse game well we worse we see a ton a ton of three three or three five tons i see that six or seven games this year i will see that we um I think Vi- Ooh, we played Bremen twice. They were, I think they based 3 3. Vider bases 3 5, or 3 3, 5. Yeah, well, it's uh, all the same. But then we also see, you know, the defense of the week junk fronts every week. So, yeah, you'll get unique things. We will, we're playing a new team this year at the very beginning, um, playing Main East. Okay. Um, everybody everybody has stuff on YouTube now, so I watch the YouTube stuff. They hop in different stuff, but most of the conference we're gonna see is running a three-five. Everybody's going to that three-five, and when I see it as an offensive person, I salivate. But then once I realize they have like good linebackers, I'm like, oh, never mind. This this sucks. And but I see that's all I see is a three-three. So like right now, I'm installing yeah, run stuff against a four-man front. But I'm like, we're going to see this. We even had a team all year be in a 4-3, 4-2-5 look. Then we play them, they hop in that 3-5. Um, I actually think our old athletic director, 
is at Main East, so I'll be cheering for you guys that week. <laughs> week one. Week one. I'll I'll make sure that I'll set the score stream updates. You I'll get them in the booth. Be careful. Be careful what you're going to look at. I only have one offensive line starter back, I think. So I'll tell you this. We have five seniors. On the offensive line? No. Not one of them are linemen. Not one. Not one. So you have time to build the program and build them into the line when you want them to be. It's just going to be painful to get there. Especially when I have to do defensive line, too. I'd imagine a lot of those are the same kids. Yes, they're just going to turn around and... Yeah, because you guys don't two-platoon, do you? Nope. We, we we do not have... What was it last year? Last year, I think two of my offensive linemen started on defense, and then the rest just kind of rotated. So at least I had the opportunity to like talk to some of them, and then when the others got rotated out, I had to grab them and talk to them about offense. But what sucks about that is they're on defense right now. So like whatever I say about six plays ago, they're they're not going to doesn't sit with them. Yeah. We last year made a hard kind of a hard decision or uh you know, we decided to try to go as close to two platoon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um like I think we only had two two-way starters. Um some guys I would, you know, sprinkle in and you know, here and there. I, and the hardest thing we found is just like practice how do you share athletes how do you get good like scout reps how do you make sure like you know you're covered in everything you need um which has been challenging but i'd argue we probably don't have the season we had last year without two platooning no when i was at glombard east and we went nine and oh won the first playoff games for them since 1999 we were 10 and oh at that point i we had good athletes but i again i firmly say that like it's a game changer when your entire offense can come off the field. We had one lineman that was like good on defense. They would sometimes take him. But when you have 10 of the 11 come running off and you can sit there and talk to them and then defense does the same thing, that is a game changer. But even just to get a break, like our players, like it hasn't quite set in on them yet. um, Even though they like went through last season where they're still like, you know, our defense, we, we've had a few defensive guys that are like, but I think I, we can be, like, I can be valuable on offense, too. And we're like, probably, but, like, you could just be fresh on defense all game. And so when the other team is tired because they're going both ways, we'll still be all right. Right. And, like, that mentality hasn't quite sunk in yet. I, I had a mini heart attack. I heard static again, so I just plugged everything as hard as I could, and I think it's gone. It's gone. All right. Good. I think. Technology. But yes, that we we want to do that, and we went in last year in the summer saying that, like, let's try our best, at least line-wise. We were trying to think, like, okay, we if we have to play the wide receivers on defense, more do that. But the big guys up front or whatever, we have to try to get them not – to go both ways, at least start. If they rotate, that's fine, but there has to be a point where all five come off, talk to me really quick for a minute, and then start rotating them in. So we had good intentions, and then it just didn't go that way. 
we had guys get hurt. We had like like I said, last year was the rough like at the because when we talk we're zero three. Last year was the roughest year for me personally. Not not record wise, we didn't win a game, but it was injuries. It was numbers. Like I've never felt that way. And I coached at my high school, which has three hundred kids. So like I was like it just like I said. I think we talked like that first game. I had three kids or four kids get knocked out, and then we played Morton week three or whatever. We had more kids get knocked out, and then as it progressed, like one game we were down to our fifth string. We had to put in a wide receiver at quarterback. Like that's where we were. Yeah. I, and I, I've been there. It was so bad, and so it was like very stressful. And some of us coaches, you know, we get after it after practice we're sitting in the office there were some things being said back and forth and then you it's airing airing it out and then you move on but it was very rough uh to be down to fourth or fifth string guy and be like we just rotate receivers and a quarterback but i i will say this we had this kid who he volunteered he's like i'll do it he's a slot receiver he goes i'll do it i can't remember what we did i think we tried to throw it pocket collapsed he like squatted down to get hit and the two defensive guys jumped but since he squatted so low they like jumped over him and then he took off for like a 65 yard touchdown because they were all like gone okay and that was like the only time we scored but it still it was like okay cool no i think we scored 14 or 21 that game i don't remember didn't the broncos have to start a wide receiver quarterback last year or was that the year before I think it was COVID year. I think they were down to, yeah. we, we, we had to do it. We, we were like, okay, how are we going to run the ball? But we still have to yeah. throw slants. We have to throw something. They're just going to stack the box. And, oh, it was so bad. Like, it was so rough. But it is crazy. So, like, our practice plan, basically, like, we run two separate practices, right? There's an offensive practice and a defensive practice. And mm-hmm. then we just have to figure out where the kids that are doing both jump back and forth. But we essentially get double the time with our offensive guys. So, yeah, it's it's good for the starters who are getting more time to, like, figure everything out. And it's good because we can get younger guys reps. Um, we'll see. I hope it... I hope we're able to stay healthy and kids come back from vacation and whatnot. We can keep going this way. Hopefully. Static's back if you wanted to know. Uh, Maybe it's me. I'll just... I'll talk really close. (laughs) Maybe it's me. uh, I don't know what to do. You were talking... uh, Just scheme-wise. Have you ever looked into or done any run-and-shoot stuff? I have not. I have talked to people. I've had Coach Clark, Justin Clark, on here before to talk to him. I've looked at the route. So here's the thing. Have you ever talked to a run-and-shoot guy before? Uh, Like a live synchronous conversation? No. They are not allowed to tell you about their pass protection. They will lose their run and shoot card if they ever that you cannot find that anywhere. And I asked Coach Clark about that, and he said like, "Yeah." I, and he on Twitter, if you say something to them on Twitter, they because somebody posts on there like "worst run and shoot stuff," and he commented on it and said, "I can tell you everything but the pass protection and stuff. I can't tell you anything else. Nothing." Yeah, I think that uh, 
I, you know, they're kind of that way. Double wing coaches are kind of that way. Um, right. I'm sure if, if I committed the time, I could like figure it out. But uh, that was my, my off-season project because we wanted to revamp our, our passing uh, attack is looking at like how they run their routes and their plays and their what their reads are and how they're breaking off routes because of it. Yeah, it's a lot of choice routes. It's a lot of, of reading stuff. There's a couple similarities between it and the air raid stuff. Like the white cross stuff is very similar. Um. But he, they don't have very many plays. But yeah, that that one I'd be scared to because I'm afraid of like read routes. I'm more of the air raid pass concepts because they're easier. I heard so. Uh, I just heard a air raid book recommendation. I feel like it's one of it's a, like a foundational book, but I don't know why I hadn't heard people recommend it. Uh, have you read uh, the? I think it's the perfect pass. Yep. Is it on the bookshelf? I'm I'm looking. Is it worth reading? Um, I think so. It shows you a lot of the plays. Now, of course, half the book is going to be about how how Mummy got where he is. But it does um, tell you. Where is it? Because there's another one, too. Oh, there it is. Yeah, this one. Yeah, Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It tells you history of Air Raid, how he found it. He went to BYU and saw what they were doing. Yeah, like you get diagrams in there. Like, I don't, hold on. Like, you get that. Yeah, it, it it's a book for coaches. Right. But the cool, the weird thing is, like, right now, it's showing you how they ran it with a tight end on the line of scrimmage and two running backs in the backfield. Like, that's how it started. Yeah. And that's why, that's why if you look at Air Raid, you see a lot of the running backs do those swing routes or shoot routes because they originally started in the backfield. So he's like, how do I get them involved? And that's why I love their quick game stuff because the quarterback only has to read the flat defender. I love it because you're, you're putting it in conflict. Um, another one about the same type of thing is stretch the cornfield. I don't know if I've heard that at all. It's a smaller one. It's similar-ish. I haven't, I've, it's been a long time since I've read it. This one, more about that stuff. But there's a couple things in here that tell you, like, wide receiver stuff. Like, what he's talking about where he throws it. So, they both kind of go hand in hand. I, I love that stuff. And I'm, like, I always have things I need to add to, like, you know, a Christmas list. Right? Like, my in-laws always ask me what I want, like, when birthdays and things come up so i always try to keep a good stock of books mm-hmm. um yeah when i actually have time to read them i have tons of books here i don't even know some i like they have nothing like it depends on what you're looking for i have books like i loved ed odron's book loved it it was yeah i did too actually but it's great can you hear his voice in your head as you're reading it the whole time that's what i did the entire time it was almost like a book on tape it was the whole time I'm reading i'm just hearing his voice and I'm like, I would love to talk to him in person. Um, just depends on what you're looking for. Um, I don't know. I like this book. It may not be what you're looking for. Uh, Coach Hargett, he does this this one. It has different plays, uh, okay. like throwing plays. 
the surface to air system. It's that guy. Mm. If you ever seen that on Twitter? Okay. I think so. The adapter dies good. Yeah. There's. I feel like there's a lot of really good books, but then I also feel like there's equal, if not more, terrible football books. Yeah, the the R four system, the adapter die stuff is really good. Um, good passing stuff, telling you routes and how to do that, like with the R four system. Like when I saw it's Dub Maddox when I saw him speak at a clinic up here right before COVID, he like got the whole room speaking his language, like it was like, and it and it shows you like when a route is capped, when a defense is lined up, that means this route's capped. You're not even gonna throw it there. Like, all that stuff. It's good, but it's yeah. one of those books where you have to reread it. Like, I have to reread it in order to, like, learn it because we don't run it. Like, we're not – that's not what we do. Um, well, also, you, I <laughs> I have to tell my kids all the time. I was like, my perfect game, we don't throw the ball once. Because <laughs> that means we're running the ball so well, we don't even have to think about it. Uh, so I like the passing stuff, but at, to a point, you're just like, well, I need, like – a small menu of plays of just right how how can we make one play you know we either wrinkle it or how do we make the reads within it uh so that's why i got into the run and shoot stuff where it's like oh this is actually like three plays in one based mm-hmm. on how the defense is going to align which is kind of takes that whole option right. methodology so i'm like okay i can get behind this yeah um how mummy does that now he has incorporated the run and shoot with his air raid. So you'll see on his mm-hmm. like mesh, he no longer has like an out route. The, the the guy is doing a choice. So the quarterback can actually quarterback can even signal it to the guy what he wants him to do. So like if you come up and he's the guy's right on top of him, he can signal a dig or, or whatever he wants and they're on the same page. He did it that way. Oh. And then I've also seen it where like you're talking about where you're reading where they're lined up, you're gonna run this instead. But I think the reason why when they – because I think Coach Mackey put out there a long time ago when this happened, he had the quarterback signal it or tell the guy what he wanted so that way they're on the same page. Not the quarterback's going to read it wrong and see that. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't know how many high school quarterbacks you're trusting to uh, call their own routes. If I ever did that, I'm like, you get two. You're allowed to tell him to do two things. I've – so our head coach, like, will will audible from the sideline, uh, but it's not, like, a true, like, the quarterback's in control. It's, like, we're calling a second play from the sideline. <laughs> so oh. it's either, like, call, call the play we've already called or call what we're telling you now. <laughs> right. Like, forget that one. Do this. Yeah. No, the run and shoot would be good for you guys and a flex bone. I like the air raid stuff we're, because... We, we, we stole some concepts. I just like surprise. The quick game stuff is I, that's what I steal. That and and White Cross steal it all the time. Yeah, and, and our pass protection is definitely getting better. But it's like we're not making three reads, right? Like, yeah, you're reading the corner, you're reading the overhang, or you're reading the safety, right? It's if this or that. Like, yeah, that's the entire game. Yeah. So, because you guys are a run team. So you're not too worried about it, but our our quarterback can sling it. Um, I feel bad for him sometimes because he could be uh, a very good spread quarterback. 
he's a very good quarterback for us. Uh, you know, he does seven on sevens and does yeah the yeah. more pass oriented stuff, but. But it's good, though, that you're talking about throwing it here and there to feed into what he can do. Some yeah. some coaches that run your guys' offense won't do that. They, they, they're like, nope. Well, and he's got wheels. Like, I think he ran a laser-timed 4-7. Wow. Uh, so we're just like, oh, maybe we can roll you out. And then, mm-hmm. like... You have your one read. If it's not like Michael Vick style, right? If mm-hmm. it's not there, just run. Get us like four. Right. Like this so. this guy's not there. Cool. Run. run. So we'll see. It, it, it's an evolution, and it's weird for our head coach and I uh, to agree to do that. <laughs> um. But yeah, if I were, I mean, you probably looked it up. Coach Clark, he he he's now a college coach. He's like a college wide receiver coach now. Hmm. But he'll respond to people about the run and shoot. Believe it or not, that Coach Caduti, that's the wide zone guy. He runs the run and shoot type stuff. Believe it or not, I think. Oh, I I was mainlining all of uh, what Coach Mackey threw out there. I forget the coach's name. It's something Greek. Marquis Marquius. I'm gonna butcher it and oh, look I don't it up know. later, but. I don't know. Coach Mack was supposed to come on here last week and never said anything to me. So, did I see, did I see he's not coaching this fall? He's not. I, he did post that. He is not. Man. He started his own little... I don't know if he started this business or if he's doing something. He's doing something with making money some on the internet. OnlyFans? He started in OnlyFans. I don't know. It's called like if you click on his Twitter. I'm sorry, I'm being creepy right now, but if he put he posted it. It's called like 92 Media, and it's about like growing an email list and doing this and doing that. And oh, so like real people work. Real people work. Um, uh-huh. And he'll do stuff for YouTube too. Like if people want to start their YouTube, so he's just kind of doing his thing. I know he's probably like most educators, and it was like education is not going well in the world so it's probably time to get out but it also depends some schools don't let you coach unless you're a teacher and he might be in that that same boat um illinois is great where you don't have to be a teacher to do that so nope like in texas you do you gotta be a, a teacher i don't think you do in indiana but that's what's great about illinois the only thing great about illinois everything else sucks well it allows me to coach, so I'm all right with it. You can coach and pay high taxes. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, yes, we can. In every way possible. In every... Name a tax, and it's high. Yeah. Don't you worry. Um, yeah. But yeah, I can't think of running shoe guys besides that. There's not a lot of them. Another guy that's good with passing stuff is coach Patrick Taylor. He's a offense, high school offense coordinator. He runs air raid stuff, but the first time I ever talked to him, he goes, yeah, I'm an air raid coach, but my running back had 2,000 yards running. But like that's It was the throw to open up the run, right? Isn't that kind of a Yeah, because he, he's like, I'm not an idiot if I walk up to the line. Like You talk about air raid coaches. Like, so there's some that are like, we're always going to be four wide. We're always going to do this. We're always going to do that. He's a guy that said, if I have a guy, a kid 
that can catch and he can block. I'm running pro style stuff. Like he's going to be hand in the dirt. We're going to run right behind him. Like I'm not an idiot. And so and he's, th- that's kind of the, the Bryles idea, right? Right. I know he's kind of persona non grata, but I don't care. I, does he deserve a second chance? Probably, but who am I? Awful clinics, awful clinic speaker. If you ever get a chance, don't hear him. Really? Super boring. Doesn't tell you anything. No, they 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 keep that. There's stuff. my hot take that people will come after me about. No, they keep it close because when when Babers came to EIU, they only gave you like the little snippet, which their offense is nothing. It's choice routes and bubbles. That's all they do. None of none of us invented anything new. We all stole it from someone, and you know, saw something on YouTube one day, right? Like nothing's new. We're all just repackaging things. No, there's just tweaks. Like, um, I put on Twitter the other day, can somebody send me wide zone clips so I can have something? And they did. He sent me 200 and some clips. And oh, I've had people send me all kinds of film. So if anybody's listening, I'll take a bunch of film. I don't care. But he, there was a couple things I had questions on because they didn't do it the traditional wide zone way. And so I was like, well, this looks interesting. So I, I had to ask him. They run, try, you could try to run pin and pull stuff off of it. And I was like, oh, like wide zone stuff off of that. So like like you said, they people put their twist on it and tweak on it and they figure it out. And then I steal it. And then I try it. And then it doesn't work. And I look like an idiot. Yeah, or, you know, you get a coach who, like, grew up in, in, as a wing T guy, but then is, you know, forced to run spread. And he's like, well, but I could just, like, do some wing T stuff over here, like, and it'll work. Mm-hmm. And that's how things happen. That's what I'm doing this year, and I, I lose sleep over it. Not really, though. We're still going to be a zone team. We uh, last year played... Well, we played Bremen twice, but they're the first real wing T, like true wing T team we've played, uh, other than like uh, JCA. They do, they run the wing T at, at Juliet. Oh yeah, they are very very well. Okay, I didn't know that because the OC at Glombard East now. He was the head coach there for like 10 years, like years ago, years ago. This was before our times. I want to stay title with him. But he ran like the diamond stuff, like the pistol diamond stuff. Hmm. I think JCA has been wing T since like Mike Allstott was there. Okay. But they get athletes. I think. So. My, I'm, not from, I'm not from around here. That's you- just what I think. I'm from Central Illinois. Like I only heard of like one or two schools up here. So coming up here, I have to learn all these suburbs. So you don't have to learn all these suburbs. At least you have your little Catholic league going on. Uh, we 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 travel far and wide. I, I still need to learn them. You guys can play Glenbard West. Did you just get them on there. They're eight A, aren't they? Oh yeah, we play them. They're yeah. our conference is in two. There's a the gold side and silver side. Gold side is Addison, Leiden, Morton, Cicero. But not Glenbard West. Not Glenbard West. They're on the other side. But there was a permanent crossover. And for some mm. reason, Addison and Glenbard West are the per- was the permanent crossover. They're 
Their head coach was a, a Glazer speaker. Mm-hmm. Coach Hallett. Chad Hallett. I think so. Mm-hmm. He was on a panel with our head coach, so I got a chance to hear him. Because he runs really good. Because you two run similar offenses. He'll run unbalanced wing stuff, flex bone stuff. Um, and they're, but they're good at it, and they get athletes. They run a three-three stack. They're good at it. They compete for deep run, playoff runs, like. And then York, right? Coach baseball is on the other side of the conference too. Gotcha. Speaking of York, yeah. I know their head coach. You, I want you to take a guess how many football players he's going to have come out at York. Uh, program wide or varsity? Program. Two hundred. Close. He's gonna have two ten out. Because when I coach baseball there, he come up and talk to me a couple of times, and he goes, "How's your guys' numbers?" I'm like, "Well, we're we're working to get kids out. You know, the kids that are there are good workers. Blah blah the whole spiel." And I was like, "How many are you gonna have?" He goes, "Oh, God, I got about two hundred and ten." And I said, "What? Do you even have enough equipment?" He goes, "Nope, I'm not gonna have enough. Nope. He'll have ninety and on supply chain shortage, right? You can't get anything right now either. I think he's gonna have eighty or ninety on varsity." There. York has a solid uh, lacrosse program. My former boss's son plays on the team, so I've been out to York a few times. Uh, nice school. It's a nice looking school. It's huge because um, the, the 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 middle, you know, that looks like a college campus, and they have their athletic side. Well, when they build, they just. They don't upgrade the old stuff. They just continue to build onto it. So that's why it looks that way. And then you're inside of it. You're like, oh, it looks brand new when you get into the back. Because they just yeah. they add on to it. That lacrosse turf field they put out there is brand new. That was never there before. Um, the baseball team won regionals and sectionals, I think. Nice. Or lost the sectional championship. Soccer won state there. I didn't know lacrosse was good, though. Yeah. The last couple of years, they've been pretty good. There's too many sports there for me to keep track of when I show up. I'm like, I'm just here for baseball. We have like 35 varsity programs at Ignatius. I don't know how they do it. but How was your guys' bus? Pro- do you guys have any bus issues? Always. Um, we were really lucky. We were going to the Marmion game. Mm-hmm. And our lower levels left, like, before us on the same day. And uh, they call us, and they're like, oh, the bus thought they were going to Marion, uh-huh. uh, which is, like, the opposite direction. So we get on the bus, and we start talking. And I was like, just want to confirm, uh, where, which high school are you going to? He's like, Marion. I was like, mm-mm, we're going to Marmion. That's mm-hmm. an hour the other direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so between that and then just buses like not showing up, being late, yep. it was it was awful. Oh, we had a bus like break down. We got a bus driver fired uh, <laughs> like right after our trip home. Uh, Marmion almost drove us back in like short buses. They're just like, we need you guys out of the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, um, football. We never had an issue. For some reason, because I think the the the, the, the um, school district has their own buses. It was just ah. it was just um, 
Lower levels did, let me say that. Varsity football wasn't going to have a problem. It was freshmen because they weren't going to get a bus before four or whatever. Like, they have to drop kids off or whatever. At Nequa for basketball, we, we would request a bus at, like, 4.30, and they said, you'll be lucky if it's there at 4.30. Um, this was fun. Didn't get to do as much Michigan talk as I wanted because we talked ball, but I was going to talk Michigan basketball next because that's what I hate. Uh, well, let's uh, – we'll – I think that's definitely worth a conversation. We shouldn't wait another year to do it. Yeah, but but thanks for coming back. Took a lot of your time. Um, people still go check out Flexbone 101 YouTube, even though nothing, he hasn't done anything for a while because he's busy. There's still... You're doing stuff. There's more coming, maybe. Well, I'm saying you're doing stuff. You just had to yeah. coach lacrosse state title. Yeah. You were busy. Um, trying to tease content. You'll have something come out, but there's stuff out yeah. there. But thanks for coming back on guys go check them out youtube's flexbone 101 twitter's flexbone 101 go follow do all that stuff um thanks for coming on thanks guys for watching or listening we'll see you guys next time $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.